Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? It's your boy State from the State of the New York Knicks podcast, episode 137. Damn, I came a long way. I appreciate my co-host, Mr. Mitchell. Um, we got a special guest in the building for the first time on the pod, and I'm so glad that you agreed to come on my pod because I've been meaning to get one of you guys for about a year now. So I, I, I'm so glad. But we got Pat. <laughs> From the Knicks Wall podcast and the Knicks Wall articles, y'all write great articles. I appreciate what y'all doing over there, man. How you doing, Pat? Thank you, thank you. Doing well. How you doing? <sighs> I'm all right, bro. I'm at uh, I'm all right. I'm at work, but you know the grind never stops, man. Yeah, I, I feel you. I'm I'm losing it a little bit without Knicks <laughs> basketball, man. I need, I need Knicks basketball back, <laughs> man. Well, better than well. Last year, I wanted Knicks basketball to go go away. To be honest, yeah, I was <laughs> just make it stop, please. <laughs> it, was, it was like one of those nightmares from the Freddy Krueger movie, <laughs> and he just got me stuck in a loop. Yeah, man. last year was bad bro. with with Fizdale standing there smiling. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Before you get get into the pie, remember the game, bro. We was down 40 to the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, bro. man. All I can think of is that picture of him standing there smiling <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the scoreboard in the bottom. Then they're down by, like, 50, and he's standing there clapping and smiling. Uh, oh, my and I wa- God. And, and, oh. And, and the joke is on me because I watched every second of that game. <laughs> you, you, what's extra funny about that, bro, I remember losing that game. I went on Twitter, and I was defending Fizdale. <laughs> hey man, and, and I, I want to explain. Yeah. <laughs> I, want, I was only defending him because I felt like the man. I felt like management constructed this roster. Like I felt like he had little say so, right, with constructing the roster, and I felt like he had little say so with the minutes. Like the minutes was just disgusting. Yeah, in the rotations, it was so strange. You you thought that there's no way he could willingly be doing this, you know. <laughs> he, said, he said willingly oh god man. oh man <laughs> all right man that, that, oh that's so funny man the Knicks is the Knicks is a team man Jacqueline Hyde man. oh yeah we know it all too well <laughs> all right man let, let, let's get right into it into it man yeah. um the people gotta know bro like how did you become a part of the Knicks wall. Like, when did the Knicks wall start? Like, I always wanted to ask one of you guys that. Um, what, like, what was the thought process behind that? And also, I want to know who, who, or what inspires you to do your work that you do today. So the Knicks wall, um, it was revived. I, I, I can't speak to when it was originally founded, um, but I know it, it was revived back in the the mellow days um because it it originally started out on facebook that's why it's called the next wall because it was like a facebook wall i guess yeah Yeah. um and then when it was revived in the mellow days uh they obviously took their platform to twitter and i um that's how i got to know next wall from twitter um Mm -hmm. and when i joined about like six months ago i think it was as a social media guy, like I grew up with those 2010 Nick teams. Um, yep. And like, I had, I had friends who were Nick fans, but none, 
none, none like me. And so when I was, <laughs> when I was watching these games, most of the times I'd be watching these games constantly like refreshing Twitter. And it's like, I'm watching, watching the games with these random people on Twitter. Uh, like the Knicks, the Knicks Twitter community kind of was like, that's, that's who I would talk to during those games. And obviously Nick's wall was a big part of that. Um, and so like this past fall, when I decided I wanted to like try and find a way to break into sports media, I immediately thought of Nick's wall and obviously they rep my favorite team. And I, I, I grew up tweeting back and forth with these guys, like through the good and the bad and everything. So it was kind of a no brainer when, when I thought I wanted to do that. And I'm glad they took me in too. That's nice, bro. Yeah. That's nice, bro. What the hell made you a Knicks fan, bro? <laughs> we gotta know. We gotta know, bro. Cause it seemed like it seemed like, you know, what you do is just for the love of it. Like you really enjoy what you do. Like it's no yeah. It's, that's your personal motivation. Like it seems like it's nobody behind that. It really is, yeah. Uh, so what the hell made you a Knicks fan? <laughs> that is a tough it's a lot of things. Um, I think, I think grow, growing up, I had a, I had a full on obsession with, uh, Stefan Marbury. I was a, I was a huge Marbury kid. Um, Love Marbury, I had, bro. I had the star, Love I had the red, white, and blue Starberries growing up. Those, those, those $15 shoes that he made. I had, I had like three pairs of them. Um, I remember those, yeah. they used to sell them in VIA. Yes. I remember those. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I had, I was just a diehard Marbury fan growing up. I had his jersey, that that black jersey with the orange and blue ticker down the side. I remember that. Um, but yeah, he, he I, there was a lot of things, obviously. I mean, I was born in Jersey, so. But I remember just growing up uh, gravitating toward Marbury. And that was when I was young. I was like seven and eight years old, really. But I remember just being a big Marbury fan growing up. Right. Well, that's cool because, you know, Marbury became a Nick. And sadly, <laughs> we, had, we had Isaiah Thomas at the same time. Yeah. Time. And, and, and you know what's crazy from that ever, bro? Like, I got PTSD from that. Era. Oh, God. Yeah. So, so when people talk trades and they talk, you know, let's put Frank Knox, RJ in a package and let's get a super. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I don't think I want to trade my young boys right now. Yeah. So let's stop the trading. Yeah. I, I still remember the night <laughs> when we traded for Andres Bargliani. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that name, that name sent shivers down my spine, bro. <laughs> it, 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 not even that. Like, I could go further than that. Like, I remember we traded two first round picks for Tracy McGrady. Yeah. Thinking that LeBron was going to come in. I remember when Isaiah Thomas traded every goddamn first pick on the man. <laughs> oh my god! So, yeah, but oh man, it brings back good. <laughs> but you know what? We come into this season, right? yeah, and you know this season was it, it was up in the air. You know, I don't, I don't think I didn't expect for this to happen. What's happening right now in front of us? Like I didn't expect none of this to happen. Yeah. So, let's transition to Julius Randle. Yep. And, you know, he's probably the first free agent, bro, within the past 20 years I've seen. Shout-outs to Jerome James. Um, <laughs> right. 
who 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 has come here and actually produce. And I want to know, you know, how you feel about Randall now? Like, what, how did you? Matter of fact, <laughs> how did you feel about how how did you feel about him last season, right? And yeah. now this season, how do you feel about him? Well, I mean, I'll hand up. I'll be the first to admit it. I want I wanted Randall gone after last season. Um, oh. I mean. I mean, I thought, especially, it wasn't, it wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't hating. Like, it was just, I I didn't see the roster as, there was no sense in keeping him. He he made too much sense to trade. Um, I I, I thought that 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 was my strong opinion going into the season. Um, But again, I don't really think I was alone there. Uh, Just the way they were losing a lot last season and the way he played, it was frustrating. But I think this season, obviously, it's been a total 180. Now, now I want to like give him the max, get this guy locked up. <laughs> but um, I, mean, I think that shows my that shows my Nick fandom a little bit. But uh, yeah. this season, I mean, he's he's passing the ball way more, uh, which I think is the clear, most obvious change in his game. Um, you know, we, like oh, yeah, like RJ Barrett hasn't clapped for the exactly. Ball. And when he like when he's driving to the basket, he's not spinning and like chucking the ball up at the hoop that like we all hated last season. Like a lot of times now, when he's driving, he's kicking the ball out, like making that extra mm-hmm. pass and getting a good shot. And so I think, I mean, it sounds it sounds simple, but that's really that that's made the team that much better, and it's made him that much better. He's averaging, I think, like six assists. Which is pretty crazy. I think he was averaging three last season. So yeah, it, that that boy Randall is playing so well, bro. It's crazy. I, I, I think I think I let. I I was thinking I'm gonna lead the Randall hate train, <laughs> and it seemed like I got off that train. Real oh yes, yeah. because <laughs> Randall now has a 10, 25 point, ten rebound, five assist games. Already the second most in the season in Knicks history. So that's crazy. crazy. Then he also be- he he becomes the first Nick player with ten plus twenty five points, ten rebounds, five or six games in a season since nineteen eighty three. Wild. This who would who would have thought, bro? I didn't think he was this good. <laughs> like I I remember growing up and I remember him at Kentucky. And I I loved him at college. You know I remember years. Yeah, ago, he was he was a beast at to, UK. Beast, bro, it, it was so far back. I literally went to my Facebook, <laughs> typed in Julius Randle just to make sure, like, I wasn't lying to myself. <laughs> so I had a post, and it said Randle Randall had 22 points, 10 rebounds, 4 blocks. So I'm like, okay, I've been a Randle fan. I, I, I don't want to <laughs> Just making sure this is the same shoot. dude. <laughs> yeah, 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 just making sure. And, you know, we see Randle going crazy like this. And then that led me to actually, you know, so you're not interested in trading. Uh, I mean, I think, I think his, the proposition of trading him goes as the team goes. Like if the, if it, if it turns out that this isn't sustainable and the Knicks start losing a ton of games again, like it's last season, then there's no sense really to hold on. Like it would make sense to trade them if they're doing a rebuild, but it doesn't really look like there's any reason to trade him right now. I mean, he's got him in a playoff push. I, I, I mean, I can't see. I think, I think, I don't know what the front office is thinking, but it's you build around him. You've got your core of him and RJ, and you, you build around them. I mean, 
they've shown that they can, they've got chemistry together. And the thing is though, like he's shooting 40% from three and last season he shot like 25% from three or 28. Yeah. 28. So like, I've been setting on so many pods, bro. I know that number by heart. Yeah, exactly. So like that, so like that is a crazy jump for one season. So I think we're going to learn a lot this second half is, importantly is that is that three-point shooting number for him is that sustainable um because him being a threat to shoot from three opens up so much of the offense uh so it's that his three his three point his shooting in general alone is extremely important to the team uh so i think we're 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 about to find out how sustainable his play is and i I really hope it's sustainable so i know you read the article that came out about Julius Randle from the players. Yes, team. that was great. Man. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful art. Beautiful. Amazing. Oh, I, the article was so well yeah. written, bro. I felt stupid slandering Randle as I was reading Same. the article. I felt, I felt proud. I wanted, I wanted to say sorry. <laughs> I, so right, right now, I'm in the next Twitter thread, <laughs> and all my thread mates. Forced me to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> we demand you to apologize, and I apologize. And you know, the one thing that I read from that article that really stuck out to me, bro, was the part about his son. Yeah. And you know, his son watches him right. play, and his son was watching his body language, watching how he was soaking on the court. You know, watching how. You know, just the little things. His son was watching, and Randall was like, "You know, I, I took that yeah. personal. Um, you know, I, I I took this season seriously, man. I wanted to prove to New York that I wanted to exactly. Be here. He's he really has. And the and the yeah. thing is, I mean, he's obviously he's got a he's got a pretty fat contract, and he heard he heard all the rumors this off season that they wanted him to be traded. So it would have been it would have been easy for him to just kind of pack it in and be like, "Yo, we're gonna suck again," like. I'm just going to I'm just going to do what I do and get traded at the deadline and take it from there but he really took it to another level and it's just it's it, it it's really it gives you pride to see it I love it Yeah man I love it bro and it, it and it was beautiful to read that article and you know to watch Randall in the All-Star game too damn bad that the, the every guard was just I know <laughs> I know, like Don, Donovan Mitchell took about like thirty shots when I was oh, I was yelling at him to pass the ball to Julius. I had to remind myself it was the All Star game. But. <laughs> Me too. I'm looking at Tatum. I'm like, Yo, Tatum, you took a step back three. Can you pass the brother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how did you? How, how did you? Did you like the All Star game? It, it to me for me, it was one of the worst All Star. Yeah, games I really seen. didn't think it was. Anything. I don't, I'm not a fan of doing all the events on one night. Um, I mean, obviously they had to do that because of COVID, and but I, I I don't think it was uh, the preferred method. I thought the dunk contest was pretty tough, uh, and I was I was oh. trying to enjoy it as much as I could because of Obi. Um, but it's just cool. gone. I mean, remember that dunk? I forget how long ago it was. The Aaron Gordon and the Zach Levine dunk contest. Exactly. But, Which one? Yeah, both both of them, honestly. And it's like those those were so good. Like, how did we get here? You know. But I don't I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully next season with 
with a normal all-star weekend. The dunk contest is back. I did I did like the three point I like the three point contest. Oh, love Steph, it. Bro. Steph is love something it. special. Yo, you know, <laughs> Steph Curry, you know, every time I see him shoot the ball, I think of Jordan Hill. Um <laughs> you know. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I'm so mad at the Knicks yeah. right now. Like, I was even kind of mad at the Knicks for not trading up. Yeah, Lamello. I know. I kind of, I kind of yeah. wanted that too. And I mean, that, he's looked, he's looked amazing so far. Amazing, bro. I, I was yeah. so mad at the Knicks for not trading Lamelo. I, I forgot what was the trade package y'all put together. It was probably Mitch, the eighth pick. I don't care. Yeah. But, you know, you know. Shout out to the Knicks management office. Right. I think that's the next tra- transition we should do before we talk about the yeah. rest of the roster. Because these are the guys who picked Randall. And another article comes out today. So I'm so glad we get to talk to them. Today. Oh, yeah. That so was a, that was an interesting article. I, I enjoyed that. Bruh, beautiful article. I love the fact that, you know, Leon Rose, the way he built and structured the management – was right. beautiful. Now, Nick fans, y'all better be lucky. Thibodeau didn't get <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I read that. That had I, I, that was the first thought I had. I was like, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I could only imagine if Tibbs traded R.J. Barrett the pitchfork. Oh my god, him, man. I'm not, I, I'm not I think it's safe to say Thibodeau is not getting any GM jobs anytime soon. but um you know we got leon rose you know let's talk about everybody's choice right because when you're a president of basketball operations you got to manage egos you gotta you know stroke people egos you gotta talk to certain people you gotta do a favor here and there so from this offseason right leon rose he's the guy from that article basically he's the guy who won the ob topic Tom Thibodeau. He's the guy who wanted Derrick Rose and Josh right. Gibson. Scott Perry. You know, Alfred Payton, even though I hate Alfred oh, Payton's guts. <laughs> um, he he yeah. stinks, bro. I don't care what nobody oh, say, bro. I don't... I, I, I cannot I cannot stand... <laughs> I'll, 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 maybe I'll, I'll save my Alfred talk for if we get into that later, but I, 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 I can't stand <laughs> I, the guy. I, and then you got Brock Aller. Shout, salute to Brock Aller, too. Because he, because he was the guy who challenged Tom Thibodeau and said, no, 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 no. We don't need to spend the cap space on this type of, um, these type of contracts. He wanted to get one-year deals in, and he got Austin Rivers, Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel. Even though I hate Alec Burks because he thinks he's <laughs> and he wants to dribble, dribble, dribble. And it's yeah. mad annoying. Um, and then you got William Wesley, Worldwide West. <laughs> and he was Banging the table. We got to get quickly. We got to get quickly. And, and just to hear about, just to hear that type of stuff coming from management, people writing beautiful articles about us. What did you get from that article that, you know, that made you be like, I'm comfortable with this? So, what is doing right I now. mean, the first, reading that and seeing how all, I mean, all the guys you just listed, how they each had different, None of them were in agreement. Um, I thought that I was like, wow, Leon Rose has some 
has some balls bringing these guys together who with all who are just all have very strong opinions and like and thank yeah. I mean thank God it's worked out obviously Leon Rose is helping be like the peacemaker and making sure everyone's opinions get heard but that I, that was my first I was like holy shit how is this working with all of these big personalities like it's crazy <laughs> Like good, it's a good thing you know, something didn't go quick. all one way or the other way or something. It's it. I, I thought it was good that they all, as as intense as it was, they were able to all like come together on something. Real quick, before you continue, you ever watched? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, Leon Rose right now is Luther, <laughs> and he's in the Legion of Doom. That little the helmet head that used to come out. The <laughs> He's sitting at the table with all the evil doers. <laughs> so now they all trying to conjugate. So that's what how I feel about Leon that is a, Rose. That right is now. a great Look comparison. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I felt too. Um, I, I mean, I love it. Mm, mm. So, you know, we got a beautiful management. We got beautiful management, you know. We 19 and 18. It's crazy. We in the middle of the season crazy. right now. And what was your before we, you know, start talking about management and we can get to the rest of the roster, what was your original thoughts about Thibodeau? I'm going to give you I'm, I'm gonna give you mine real quick. Bro, McNation, I didn't want Thibodeau. I remember sitting in my mother's house <laughs> watching the Bulls versus the 76ers. Two minutes left. The Bulls is up double-digit points. And I watched Derrick Rose do that Goddamn hop step and tear his ACL. And I yeah. hated Thibodeau ever since. Ever since I hated him. But, you know, I love Thibodeau right. now. So, how did you feel about Thibodeau before the season and then now? Did you want Thibodeau? So, I was, I was a was little conflicted that? on it because I've always thought of Thibodeau as the ultimate win now type of coach. Like, he can take, he can take some – not great rosters and make them compete. And so I was kind of confused. I was like, why did he pick the Knicks? Cause it kind of contradicted what the front office was saying. Like, so I, I was mm-hmm. just, I just thought it was strange, but now I see how it's all there. He's maximizing this roster to its fullest extent. I mean, it's pretty, it's not, it's not too different from the roster that Fisdale had. Um, no, and no. he's ma- he's maximizing this roster to his fullest extent, but they still have all this cap space to potentially take on some bad contracts if they had to, or to acquire some more draft picks. Um, I mean, I think it I think it's worked really well. My only I was a little skeptical with, as everyone was, I think like Dibs is known for running young players into the ground and all that, Lord. and we've certainly I mean Randall leads the league in minutes. Um, so, I mean, that's another, that goes back to my point about if his play is sustainable for the second half. I mean, you hope his minutes don't catch up to him, but every time they ask Randall about mm-hmm. his minutes, he's like, yeah, I feel good. I'm ready to go. So I, I guess we'll see how long that lasts. Um, I think, I think it will last only because I think Tibbs learned from his last stop. Right. And I think that's the reason why he has such a strong development team. But also, I think the infrastructure is better. I think the health, our health yeah. team is better. Um, the way we train mm-hmm. is better. 
you know, the exactly. little things, bro. I think everything is better. So I'm not really too concerned. I'm not concerned about yeah. Randall's minutes. Um, or RJ Barrett's minutes. You know, we got two guys yeah, in the top 10 right exactly. now in, in, in minutes. And it, it's, it's, it's tough, bro. I wish that Thibodeau, my, my only gripe with him, honestly, is sometimes his role. Yeah, sucks. that is that like, is my only gripe too. Same same exact complaint. And it, and it's like, bro, this is <laughs> 2K with the fatigue off. I'm gonna need you to stop playing these dudes 11 minutes straight in the first quarter, and then when you bring it back, yeah, he's hell. stubborn with those rotations. He refuses to to switch them up. Um. But and that's that's and that brings that brings me to my whole Alfred Payton point. Like what? <laughs> like I get that he is part of the starting unit, and and when everyone, I, I, I mean, I sometimes when I'm on the tweets for Nick's wall during games, and like I'm tweeting shit about Alfred Payton, and people are like, "Oh, you're being too hard on him." Like, dude, or when he has a good game, everyone's in my mentions. Like, look at Alfred now. What? Like even <laughs> even when Alfred has a quote unquote good game, he's putting up like twenty shots, and and the rest of the rest of the offense isn't doing shit. So even like even when he has these good games, the offense falls flat. I just I I I would rather I would much I'm not and I'm not even saying quickly should be starting like a lot of people say I I wouldn't mind it, but I think that should so clearly be Derrick Rose. But I I don't know. We'll we'll see. Maybe maybe they move Elf, Alfred, but um, that's bro, how I feel, bro. <laughs> let's be real, bro. Let's be real. Let's be real. We know Tibbs and Mo. Yeah. Do you think that when Derrick Rose got two healthy legs, he's not <laughs> going to start? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so so I think Tibbs did Alfred a courtesy uh, a courtesy call real quick. Because I don't think he's going to start for the Knicks when we come back from this from the break, and he really he should. shouldn't. And Frank Frank Nilakina, I don't give a damn. Yes, what nobody say he deserves to play. I'm tired of the carousel with the rosters. I don't know about you. Oh, I've right. been I have been Frank Hive from the jump. I have I have never left the Frank Hive. Um. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, if I when the season started and Frank wasn't getting, I mean, if there's one thing we all know, it's that Frank Nilkina can play defense. And when he wasn't getting minutes for Tom Thibodeau, I was this might be the end of the road for Frank. Like the ultimate, the <laughs> ultimate defensive-minded coach wasn't giving Frank minutes, but then all of a sudden, here he comes off the bench playing great defense, and he is unconscious. From three, like like nothing we've ever. I think he's shooting something like like sixty percent or something crazy. Sixty six percent from three. I think it was yeah. laughable. Yeah. I know it's laughable. It's laughable. And I think he's shooting forty five percent. Like that's like that's that is crazy. So I mean, another thing is that sustainable. I know he hasn't gotten a ton of minutes or attempts, but. I would I wouldn't mind seeing him eat into some of Reggie Bullock's minutes going forward. Um, oh, 
Oh, so 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 you think Frank Nilakina's a wing? I I have guard. been on that train. I think he's much better off the ball mm. than at point guard. You know, I just joined that train about two <laughs> games ago. You know, I always thought, bro, I always thought Frank Nilakina yeah. was a point guard. But then you know, people saying he's a wing, bro. I'm telling you, he's a wing. Put him on the wing. He's gonna flourish. Now I'm seeing them at the window. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I think. Okay. Yeah, this he could be the ultimate guy. like mm-hmm. three and D guy that they want Reggie Bullock to be. I think. I think Frank can do it just as good, if not better. And he's younger. And I don't know. I. I personally, that's what I'd like to see. But I know that I'm not. I'm not hating on Reggie. He's a. He's a decent shooter and plays good defense. He does some boneheaded stuff sometimes, but so does Frank. So. Yeah, but I'm bro. I'm be I'm be real with you, bro. I'm sick of Reggie yeah. too. I'm I'm just sick of Bullock, Burks, and Alfred. Like I'm I'm just sick of the yeah. When the, when there's when we've got younger options on our bench who have shown they're capable and who are just sitting there and not getting any playing time, it's kind of like we know these guys can produce and give you a similar product. Why not just give them a shot? So mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, but that's but that's tips and mo. I guess when the kids play less, and they do get in the game, yeah, they look true. better. Cause look, cause yeah. look at Frank Nilakina. I've never once in my I don't, I think in the past four years, bro. This is probably the first season I've ever watched Frank, and he does <laughs> not hesitate. Yeah, I'm not cringing. Like I'm not. Come on, Frank, you do that, man. Come on, dog. So it, it, it's exactly. that's nice to see, and then you know you brought up Alfred Payton. We're in agreement. <laughs> we both yes. Alfred Payton. Um, another guy though, you know, since we're talking about the guards, Emmanuel yes. quickly, who got a D plus. What what was it? A, a D, D plus, plus from, from CBS, from CBS Sports. Sports. Give them all the slander. <laughs> so they deserve all of the slander <laughs> that they get. That was a disgusting, <laughs> you know. That that was disgusting yeah. for him to put that out. I think it's just Nick's Nick's media hate, yep. Nick's bias. Prime example, you know, quickly didn't make the um the all star roster. I mean, not the all star rosters. The, the yeah, the, the rising the rising stars you know, game. US that was the world. that was stupid. That was whack. He should have made that nonsense. And you, he's putting up thirteen points, two rebounds, two assists. On 40% from the field, 40% from three, 94% from the free throw line. The last person who shot 94% plus from the free throw line as a rookie and has made as many free throws or more wow. than Chris Muller. That's a good stat. So quickly, yeah. So quickly is going to be a damn good oh, shooter yeah. in this NBA for a long time. Damn good shooter. While you got guys like Anthony Edwards shooting 37% from the yeah. field, 31% from three. Um. How do you feel about quickly? What's your take on him? And also, I want to know, do he piss you off sometimes with his playmaking? Because sometimes I watch him, bro, and I love the kid, but take the Alonzo Trey nonsense out of your game, son. Pass it. Yeah. Um, Well, I'll I'll start start with the good. Um, First of all, thank God the Knicks drafted this guy. Um, Or else – Yes. I mean, I we'll get into Obi, I'm sure later. But <laughs> nah, we could get uh, if, they, if they did not draft IQ, this year's draft would not be looking too hot. 
Um, so, and I mean, <laughs> IQ's role on this team has been a shooter. I mean, he's primarily, a, he's the by far one of the best shooters on the team. And that's primarily, I mean, some of these threes he hits are from way behind the line. And the, the <laughs> fact that, and in today's NBA, like that's, that's what, I mean, you watch the all-star game, Dame and Steph pulling up from like behind half court. Um, I mean, that's the all-star yeah. game, but there's, that's, there's, there's people are shooting from anywhere. And I, I was, I'm just happy the Knicks finally got one of these guys. Like they, they've got this lethal shooter from who can shoot from anywhere. Um, and that's not even without even mentioning his, his floater game, uh, when he when he drives, that floater yep. is lethal, um, and he, his ability to get defenders up in the air, like he's he draws fouls like a veteran. Um, but that is my one that is my one yep. kind of complaint. Sometimes I think he looks for the foul too much um, when he should just focus on either making the next pass or getting the shot up. Like he's leaning into it too much, you know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, but I don't mind yeah. a flop on our team, bro. We I never <laughs> had a flop. I feel, yeah, that's true. I, 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 so, so, you know, yeah. I don't mind it, you know. So, people saying, you know, the Knicks need three-point shooting. They need three-point shooting. You know, Derrick Rose, 46% from three. Julius Randle, he's shooting 40% from three. Alec Burks, 41%. Quickly, 39%. I'm just rounding it off. Reggie Bullock, 39%. RJ Barrett, 35%. Shout-outs to my boy Kevin Knox, too, because we're going to talk about him yeah. after Obi Toppin. But Kevin Knox yep. is shooting 39%. Now, quickly, do you see him as a future po- as a point guard of the future, or you see him as a six-man combo guard? Like I see him. Guard? as a point guard of the future uh i i think i think he's more than a combo combo guard i mean he played he played the wing at kentucky um but prior to that in high school i mean in his interviews he was he was a point guard in high school he always talks about how much uh he likes playing point guard i don't know i think i think he mm-hmm. should be the point guard of the future i don't know there's just, i don't think you're gonna get anyone better than him uh and especially where they drafted him. It's like, but I think, and I think he's just not starting cause he's a rookie. And that's kind of another, that goes back to Thibs's like MO. Like he, when they, when they were yep. asking him when he was feeling the heat, like, why is an IQ starting? Why is an IQ starting? And he was saying, you know, he's a rookie. You got to keep him humble. All that. Like that, that is such a Thibs thing to do that. I, I think that one of the major reasons why he's not starting is things like that. So I think maybe next season, if who knows which of these vets are back at the point guard spot, but I, th- I, I fully think he's the point guard of the future for sure. Please God. Don't yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't mention his mouth. name specifically. <laughs> I didn't even oh, want to speak it into existence. Oh my God. Please don't, bro. We, uh, please, man. God, no, bro. I really, I, I never seen a Nick. Yeah, I hated it's, so much. it's tough. And that, I, I was I, just gonna. He, go he has no. He's not a threat to shoot at all. And so, like, he can drive at when all. he makes his layups and whatever. But when, when he, <laughs> the, with the other guys on the floor, if he's not a threat to shoot from outside, the spacing is so much worse. Like especially with RJ, that's what uh, another another topic. But 
when RJ RJ's minutes go hand in hand with Alfred's minutes, and it pisses me off so much because I think yeah, I think too. RJ plays so much better with a point guard who's an actual threat to shoot like IQ or even D Rose. So mm-hmm. I, it opens up the floor for him more when he's out there with those guys. So uh, hopefully in the second half of the season we'll see some different rotations from Thibs where we get to maybe see RJ with those guys, but. I don't know. Maybe that's wishful thinking. Nah, I think you will. Like I said before, Derrick Rose is right. his son, bro. So I, I think we covered in that department. You know, most 25-point games among all rookies this season. Emmanuel quickly has five. Anthony Edwards got three. LaMelo Ball got three. Most free throws made among all rookies this season. Of course, Emmanuel quickly leads all the rookies at 98 makes, and Anthony Edwards right. has 80. Minutes played. Quickly has played damn near 400 minutes less Crazy. than Anthony Edwards. So it's obviously looking like the NBA is a popularity contest because why the hell is Zion Williamson started in the All Star? Yeah. He had no business starting. They should have started Randall. And, 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 and why the hell quickly can't get picked for the, the rookie sophomore game? He's leading all rookies yeah. in PR this season. He's third, and he's third in uh, you know, most. most- Sites have him third or second in uh, rookie of the year vote. I mean, it seems like that's probably going to go to Lamelo if Lamelo keeps it up. But as far as as second goes, it's him and Edwards, pretty much everywhere I see. So how can you not yes. have that dude in the rising stars? Game? It's really called the rising stars game, and this dude's a rising star. I don't, he fits the bill too well. <laughs> and, and, you know the NBA beyond NBA beyond yeah, the popularity true. contest. Some, some nonsense, man. They be killing me with that. Um, but you know, let's let's get into this next guy, man. I, I guess we could save RJ Barrett for last yes. because he's the savior. Um, this guy Obi Toppin. Um, <laughs> how can I say this? At the beginning of the season, I wanted Randall traded because I wanted to see Obi Toppin play more right. than twenty minutes per game. I knew Thibodeau was not going to play Obi a lot of minutes. But for us to watch Obi get cups of coffee for Randall, six minutes a half. And, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm watching Obi only play 20, yeah. he only plays 12 minutes a game. But the thing that I'm most annoyed with is he's playing this amount of minutes and he's 23 yeah. already. If he was 19, bro, I don't think we would even be right. having this discussion. I know his his birthday. Yeah, his birthday it? was the other day, and the NBA account tweeted out like "Happy twenty third birthday at Obi Toppin," and I was like, "God damn, twenty three. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh god, he's two years. I know, older yeah. Than Kevin Knox, and people want to so, throw Knox out the window. Yeah, oh. like it's it's been a confusing. <laughs> the pick has confused me since day one. Honestly, I'm like at the. At the time of the draft, we all were still. When I say we, I'm talking about Knicks fans in general. We wanted, we we wanted uh-huh. to trade Julius Randle, um, and so when this pick was made, we were like, okay, Obi is his replacement. And now I think this front office has gotten more out of Julius than they expected, which means less playing time for Obi. Um, because I mean, <laughs> let those. I mean, those two can't be on the floor together. It's a spacing nightmare um 
and I'm not, I'm not calling him a bust. I'm, I'm not ready to make any statements on him, definitive statements. <laughs> I think he'll develop into a good player. It's just kind of hard to see what you've got mm-hmm. when he's playing 12 minutes a game. And I don't think it's his, I don't think it's anyone's fault. It's just kind of, it, it is no. what the situation is right now. So, you know, I, you know, we got Julius Randle. He's an all-star. So I think, you know, we can make excuses as to why, you know, Obi's not playing a lot of minutes. But he does have a 63% effective field goal percentage and averages a point as the role man in pick-and-roll situations. But we don't yeah. have enough pick-and-rolls for him. We, we exactly. don't play his type of game. And that's what annoyed me the most about Obi Toppin this season. Not necessarily him, but the way he's used. He's basically used yeah. like a small forward. Um, he can't operate in the pinch post because we have Taj Gibson and we have Nerlens Noel, yeah. so it's no space. And him and Julius Randle play the same <laughs> goddamn position. So, I, and I'm with you, bro. I hate the Randle and yeah. and pairing on the court. It is stupid. Yeah. And I hate it. But, but, and this is, but a small sample size, according to NBA stats, opponents are shooting a minuscule 43.8% when Toppin is defending the rim. And yeah, that is one. Th- I mean, small sample size, but he he has looked like a promising defender in the in the minutes that he does play. And and that's one thing I'm gonna agree with agree with you. Um, I never thought that Obi would play this type of defense. Um, he's better than advertised. He's be- way better than what I expected. Shit, I thought R.J. Barrett was yeah. a horrible defender. That yeah, he is he is an elite man. wing defender. And the Knicks are the top defense in the league, and he's one of the best defenders on the team. It's pretty impressive. Yes, and Obi Toppin is blocking 1.5% of opponent's shot attempts, which ranks 80%, which ranks in the 80, 80th percentile in NBA big. So that's very right. impressive for Obi Toppin. He's shooting – 48% from the field. He's shooting 29% from three. And, you know, I, I, hindsight <laughs> would tell us, you know, yeah. you pick another guy. Randall's yeah. an all-star. You pick another guy. But at the same time, do you see a role for him on the Knicks in the future? Like, do you see a way where we can maximize his talent and what he brings to us? Because I'm watching Cam Johnson yeah. over there on the Suns. Um, granted, they got um, yeah. Chris Paul. That's, that's someone I wanted. I wanted the Knicks to get Chris Wait. Paul so bad this summer. I thought that made so much sense. But, oh. yeah. It, it did. It did. It did. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. We, that's we true. got Derrick Rose, true. man. <laughs> but, you know, Obi Toppin is a guy that, you know, a lot of people didn't like the pick. Um, I love the pick personally. At first, I didn't want Obi, but you know we got Obi, right. so I'm gonna support him. But at the end of the day, do you, how can I ask you this? What do you think the Knicks gonna do ultimately with this Obi Toppin Julius Randle thing? Uh, I mean, about, I don't. I mean, it all depends on what they were thinking about Randle when they made this pick. Like. 
if they if if they drafted this guy to be Julius's replacement, then it makes sense. But if they're keeping Julius, then it puts Obi in a tough spot. I mean, I don't know. I think you made a good point about how he he does play really well out of the pick and roll, um, and a lot of times he's open on those when he's cutting to the basket. And he's open for those alley oops, and they're just not really looking for him as much. I don't know. I think him him and IQ play well together when they're when they're out there. Um, I don't think there's I don't think we've seen enough to really make be able to make a definitive statement on what his role is going to be going forward. Um, I think he's got to get more because he sometimes out there on offense, he just looks a little lost or awkward with the ball. Like he doesn't really know what he's doing, but at the same time, that's, that comes with reps. And if he's not getting reps, he's going to look like that every time he gets the balls. I don't know. I I think, I think we'll know more, the more he plays. No, Oh, he's gonna learn more as he plays. I know. At Twenty-three years yeah. old. Yeah. Bring in the endorsement. Ser- seriously. <laughs> oh God, man. I've got. I, I do have high hopes. I'm not out. trying to be negative. I think. I think he's gonna be a very. He's gonna be a very good player, and he's gonna be a. He's gonna be a good Nick. But I just need to. Well. I need to see how they're gonna make this one work. Yes, because under the current CBA, you know, Randall has a final yeah. non-guaranteed year, and the Knicks can give – they can basically offer him a four-year, $106 right. million dollar contract. Um, so they're going to have to sit down at that big table and, and, and talk because it is no way in hell, and it's just for me personally, I don't – the only way I could see Randall or Obi – Staying both being here long term is Obi yeah, and they didn't draft game. him to make him change his game. <laughs> so yeah, that's go- that's a tough one, bro. That is a tough one. Um, Kevin Knox, <laughs> the forehead. My young boy shooting thirty nine percent from three. Um, still shooting under forty percent from the field goal, field goal range. What's your thoughts on Kevin Knox this season? Um, for for me personally, I think that Knox should just sit. Um, if he's ready, call on his name. But I don't think he's ready yet. I think yeah. he needs to watch the game. I think he needs to understand what Tibbs needs. It's, it, um, two things. I want him to pick up Alec Burke's aggressiveness coming off the pick and roll. Knox does not do that. He looks like a damn True. headlights coming out of the pick and roll. So pick up Burke's aggressiveness. And from Reggie Bullock, you know, <laughs> I think Bullock trash. Bullock is great. All yeah, ball. he is. Like, that that is one good part of his game. He's always moving off ball. Always. And he's always talking. He's always communicating. He's always, you know, defending. He's always got his hands up on shooters. Yeah. And those are the little things that Knox don't do. Yeah, that I, I get annoyed with Knox. But I know he got a lot of potential. He got a, he got a really high ceiling if he could just unlock it his goddamn yeah. self. <clears> well, Knox, I mean, I thought I think that was a big question going into this season when we Knicks fans didn't really have high expectations. We were like, this is kind of a 
not a make or break year for Kevin Knox, but you, you kind of hope to see, see something from him. Um, and I thought starting out the season, he was playing great, you know, like he was, he was hitting his corner threes, Kevin, Kevin corner. Um, yeah. Corner Kev. He was playing, (laughs) he was playing good defense. I thought, um, I just thought ultimately he's, and he's, I mean, like you said, he's, he's still so young, but I think he just needs to create more for himself off the dribble. And that's kind of what he can't do, which is why he was that corner three guy. I think he saw that as a way for him to get minutes and he worked on his corner three shooting and it worked out. He's a great shooter from there now, but if that's all he's really providing, um, I think it's going to be tough for him to get minutes over guys who can kind of handle the ball more. And I, I think that's ultimately his issue. Yo, you know what's crazy? As you as you're saying that, I was thinking about it too. Like, damn, Knox yeah. dribble is hard. It's it's not Come pretty. <laughs> like, it 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 is. Yo, you dare right? His dribble yeah. is disgusting. Like to look he at. he's he's a catch and shoot it's, type guy, it's, and I don't know. I think for for his position and with the other guys on this team, at least he's got to be able to create more. The one thing that I will say is that we don't got to make a decision True. on him yet. He's in, he's in year three, you know, of his rookie deal. People wanted to give up on him this season. I'm telling people, whoa, whoa, whoa now. We've seen Thibodeau fix Frank Nelikina. He fixed uh, um Julius Randle. He fixed right. R.J. Barrett. He yep. kind of fixed Mitchell Robinson. Matter of fact, <laughs> that's who I want to get into next. Matter of fact, let's let's put both of the 2018 right. draft picks together. You know, and he fixed Mitch Robinson. Mitch Robinson, advanced statistics, Mitch and Frank is guys yeah. and, um, stat nerds who, who love analytics. If you love that's analytics, so true. you're going to love Mitch Robinson's numbers. And Mitch is a hell of a defender. Knox can be a guy yeah. who could come defend. And shout out to the management too, because our draft picks, all of them seem to be capable of doing yep. something on defense. Yeah. And I really like that. But how do you feel about Mitchell Robinson this season? Shout out to Money. I know. I can't wait till he come back on the court. My only gripe with Mitch, bro. I bro, know. He don't shoot the ball. <laughs> punch him in his face, bro. Yeah. Like. I, I mean, before his injury, he was playing great. It was awesome to see because he the whole re, the whole thing with my my past complaints with Mitch Rob was that he could never start because he got in foul trouble too much. Um, and then this season comes mm-hmm. around, he's starting, he's staying out of foul trouble, um, and he playing great defense, like you said. Uh, he was really coming into his own. I think I do think you're right he is a little limited on offense um not not super limited I mean compared to other centers um but it it seems he works best in this offense when he's catching lobs uh or getting like putbacks he doesn't seem like he creates his own shots enough but that's not really what they're asking him to do um but like like I always say in the he's not the only NBA player who does this 
but in the summer when he posts those videos of him in the gym, like shooting shooting oh threes, like, <laughs> like ball handling, taking the ball <laughs> up and pulling up. Like when when can we just see some of that? There was some game we were up big and like he had the ball all alone on the perimeter, and I was like, dude, just do it. What do you like? What's there to lose? Just show us. We want to see it. <laughs> yeah, it was this season. Wait, I, ooh, I think. Damn, and, and he caught – I think RJ passed him the ball. Yeah. It was two games that happened, I believe. But it was one of the games, I think we was – I think it was against Atlanta early in the season. It was either Atlanta I – don't, I don't know, but it was a team that had a red uniform and Michigan yeah. did not want to shoot the goddamn ball. I know. And I remember I was, I, was, uh, I was tweeting on the Knicks wall account, and I said, I was like, why – like, just shoot, like, come on, just shoot. And all the people, and I referenced the videos from the summer, and everyone was in the mentions like, "Bro, never, never take those videos for what they're worth. Those are all trash." Like, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, you know what? These people might be right. Maybe Mitch, maybe Mitch is just doing that to mess with us." <laughs> Think about it, bro. We watched. We oh watched yeah. Dennis <laughs> the, the whole yeah. 2019 summer. Oh man! Put out videos. <laughs> oh God, this guy here. I hated yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. Real quick. I was disgusted with him since the first game of last season when he didn't dap up Frank Nellikina when the crowd was chanting "We want Frank" and he was walking through the bench. I'm still salty. No one comes to the Knicks and disrespects Frank like that. <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. But, you know, real quick on Mitch Robinson, and I'm going to put Frank Nilekina as well in this question. Would you resign them both and break the Charlie Wall curse of 1994 uh, this offseason? Definitely resign. I mean, I'm, I, like, I like Frank as a, as a fan. I'm a, I'm a Frank Matt fan more than a Mitch fan, but I think it's obviously easier, easier to make the argument for Mitch more so than Frank. Um, I would re-sign them both. I think you could bring back Frank on something like, like four years, like thirty something, thirty million, thirty-two million, something in that range. I don't know if he if if you want to commit to him as like your your three and D guy, um, and and let let Bullock go his own way. And I mean, because some of these vets are gonna go. I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to bringing back Frank mm-hmm. if the price was right. Um, and I, I don't think I, I you gotta bring back Frank. Really hope they do, um, but that's that seems like it is a little up up in the air. But I I can't see them not re-signing Mitchell Robinson. I think I think the fans would be very upset if Mitchell Robinson was not re-signed. <laughs> Mitch, how do you think they? Yeah, true. <laughs> the ultimate cult, the ultimate cult <laughs> fan base, but- Frank Milkina fans. <laughs> oh God! Now, and I ask you that because I think the most Mitch could get is a four-year, yeah. sixty million dollar contract, and I would pay right now. Frank Nelakina, I would give him four years, right. forty-four million. Yeah. Right now, I looked. I looked at free agency, and I'm like, what's my criteria? What do I want? If I'm letting Frank go. I want a young guy who's under 24 years old 
who's a better defender than Frank. And we know goddamn yeah. well ain't no 22-year-old and under guy better a better defender than Frank. And I want a guy who can shoot and who is unselfish. I looked at the free agency list, bro. Yeah. I didn't see not a damn thing. Now, Mitch, you could you could get guys, people yeah. say this, you could get a center off the street. Uh, a center is basically like right. a running back in, in, in the NFL, right? But I don't see a center in the NBA. Probably Anthony Davis when they move him to the, to the center. But I don't see no other center who can actually right. guard the perimeter. Rudy Gobert, example, prime example, I didn't watch this man for the past four straight years get played <laughs> off the floor in playoff yeah. games because he can't shoot. Yeah. Well, I literally watched it. Another guy, Andre oh, Thomas, God. everybody wants yeah. right now for some odd reason. He's yeah, six, I don't give a damn. I'm good. Say, I am. I'm, I'm I am good on Andre Drummond. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm more good on Andre Drummond, bro. It's like pork. When, when I hear Andre Drummond, it reminds me of pork. Like I, I, I'm good. Like, I don't need that. So, so you know, I'm I'm throwing that stuff out there to just say, you know, Mitchell Robinson yeah. is important. Chemistry mm-hmm. is very important. We drafted a lot of guys who've played together for a couple of years now. Right. And I feel like we need to build on that. So that's why yeah. I had to ask you that question. I mean, I, you know, yeah, I, I, I'd bring back, can, I'd bring back both. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how the front office thinks, but I think, and I think with Mitch, like you were to go off what you were saying, like, Oh, you can get a center off the street. I think more people, are starting to say things like that now because of how well Nerlens Noel has played um, in, in Mitchell's absence. Very true. Um, but again, I mean, I'm saying Mitch is somewhat limited on offense. Limited on offense. Nerlens Noel is – he can't catch the ball. So, so I mean, there's there's already – Mitch is already a better center on offense than than Noel. So, um. you, you know, what, you know, Nerlens <laughs> remind me of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thor, you ever watch Thor? Yes. Did you watch Thor Ragnarok? <laughs> Remember the guy, the stone guy with the stone hands, and he had the bug. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is my buddy. I saw <laughs> a picture of him on Twitter <laughs> with uh, with ping pong paddles photoshopped on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god <laughs> oh this guy here man yeah Ner- nerlis has been playing very well i think he's top five in defensive plus minus yeah he is a he like is a beast on defense oh yeah for sure for sure but like we both said that boy is <laughs> terrible terrible to the point I'm banging the table. Yeah. Get Boogie Cousins yeah. ASAP. I'm sick of this. Mm-hmm. Go, go trade for Mo Bamba. I'm sick of this. Yeah. Like little little stuff like that. Dude, they, he be pissing me off with. But shout out to Nerlens. Yeah, and he's he playing a lot of minutes, especially those last couple games before the All Star break. He was getting a lot of minutes, and he he was doing he was holding his own. I thought. Yeah, yeah, he's playing a lot of minutes. I gotta appreciate vets like that. Um, I I wouldn't mind if the Knicks resigned Nerlens, 
But mm-hmm. I think they should move on. I think they should get a, a center who is the opposite of Mitch. And what I mean by that is get yeah. a guy who can space the goddamn floor. Like, if Mitch not going right. to can you give me somebody to offset him not spacing the floor? That's yeah, I kind of agree with you I, there. I, someone I someone who is at least a, a threat to shoot from outside the paint. Thank you. Please, bro. Yeah. I can't do the Taj Gibson thing. The, the Mitch and Nerlens thing, okay, <laughs> it's cool, it's, it's funny, but next season is money time, and I need them to get this roster together as far as the Complete agree. And shooting is concerned. So, you know, finally, yes. you know, we're getting to RJ Barrett. Now, I've been on a bunch of pods. Shout out to my guy, Uncle Freezy. Shout out to my guy, Ron Cleveland. Man, man, man. Um, everybody who, who, who live streams on YouTube. I appreciate all of you guys. CK2K, my guy, shout out to you. I was watching a live one day like two months ago. And some guy said, RJ Barrett needs to go to the G League. Oh, man. RJ was in the midst of a 1-21 and three-point slump. He was shooting disgusting. He, he, it was absolutely terrible. So now we looking at RJ Barrett, right? And the boy has completely turned around his shooting. He is shooting very impressive from three. He's shooting actually 45% from three his last couple of games. And since January 1st, RJ shooting 40, 40% yeah. plus from three. Um, and RJ, another stat that randomly came to my mind. I, <laughs> these stats are crazy. RJ has been assisted on 48% of his three-point makes. From who? Yep. Julius Randle. And it's beautiful to watch yeah. RJ Barrett's development. The one thing, bro, and I, I really want—I I really want you to talk about this because I—I be thinking to myself, like, damn, like, do anybody else notice this about this kid? But RJ Barrett's defense, bro, his defense is the one. I think that's what yeah. I love about him the most is he competes defensively and his rebounding right. is superb. And I believe he has the highest defensive plus yeah. minus on the team right now. How do you feel about RJ Barrett so far in this season so far? But mainly his deep. I mean, his defense was great. Not great. It was good as a rookie. Like that was a very promising thing we saw in his rookie season. So I think naturally, with a coach like Dibs, it's only gonna he's gonna he's gonna maximize his defensive potential. And I think you're seeing that from RJ. Kind of like I was saying earlier, he is he is an elite wing perimeter defender. And on the top defensive team in the league, so that's, I mean, that's that's no that's uh, that's no joke. So, I mean, and in terms of non-defense, like the sky is the limit for him. I mean, he's only twenty. Um, to me, he's the most exciting prospect on this team. Um, I think people forget his age sometimes, and he every every game he's grown before our eyes and his evolution from last season, I think is really important. Like I I remember last season, one of the most frustrating things about his game was his free throw shooting. He was like, he was like 60% from the line. And for someone who last season wasn't a terrific outside shooter, 
he was getting to the line when he was driving to the basket a lot. And if he's not making those free throws, it's, right. he's, that's a, that's a huge part of his game. He was missing out on. Um, but now in this season, he's shooting like right. 75%. So he's already shown that he can make these improvements in the off season. Um, I mean, that's just free throw shooting and his overall shooting too. Um, so we know he's putting in the work and working on his shooting. And I think he's just going to keep developing. Like if you take away that one stretch that you talked about where he missed like 18 threes in a row or something, um, he's been a much improved yeah. three-point shooter. Um, and yeah, like, like I was talking about earlier, he's in a, he's an elite defender. Um, and I think that kind of gets overlooked sometimes. He's, he's very valuable on the defensive end. So since, you know, January 1st, 2021, RJ Barrett is shooting 40.4% from deep in 32 games since January 1st. RJ Barrett last 26 games. He's averaging 17 points, five rebounds, three assists on 48% field goal percentage, 47% from three, 76% from the free throw line, but for 57% true shooting percentage. Yeah. The kid is only 20. Whoever was making these jokes about Tyler Hero <laughs> better than RJ Barrett vanished. You should be sent <laughs> to Rikers Island and then sent up north. And you need to be locked away. Same, same goes for who was telling him to go to the G League. Oh, my goodness, bro. Oh, God. I got I, I got When I get a chance, I'm going to send you that clip. I, I don't know where. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I've seen that clip. I know what you're talking about. And, you know, R.J. Barrett. As the number three overall pick, you know, I watched a lot of number three overall picks in my lifetime. And, you know, you got guys like Jalen Brown, you got Tatum, you got a bunch mm-hmm. of guys, you know, Luka Doncic. You know, the one game where I said, okay, RJ Barrett is growing before my eyes. Do you remember the Indiana game? A couple of games before All Star break, before we started All Star break, and we couldn't score. So, R.J. Barrett comes in the game with four at the four-minute, 38-second mark. You know, this yeah. is R.J. Barrett we're talking about here. He makes a three-pointer. He makes an and-one layup. Makes a free throw. Defensive rebound. Assist. Then he makes another driver layup. Yep. And he iced the game for us against, against the Indiana Pacers. And I remember that game a lot because Randall and Sabonis, they just didn't have it that game. Even though Randall yeah. still played kind of well. R.J. Barrett was. I know, and I remember seeing that. R.J. I remember saying to myself, R.J. R.J. Barrett just closed out this win for us, and he's 20 years old. This man is the truth. He is the future, and some also that he owns the Pacers. Whenever they, whenever the Knicks play the Pacers, R.J. goes off. I I think it was the first game of the season uh, when they they lost, but. RJ had like 25. It was, it was a huge game. And he, for some reason, he shows out against the Pacers. I love it. Bro, I think he's averaging a career like yeah. high against the Pacers. And <laughs> like every game he plays the Pacers, I know for sure. Yeah, yeah Barry's going to get 20. <laughs> that, and, and remember that game? Barrett was slumping. 
like for like two, three straight games, yeah. Barrett was slumping, you know, 12 points, you know, 11 points. Then he sees Indiana. Okay, right. time to get my <laughs> game back up. And another thing about R.J. Barrett is the playmaking. His playmaking has improved, right? He's finding teammates in the right spots. This season, 88% of his assists have set up shots at the rim or yeah. threes for the Knicks. Extremely yeah. impressive. I, I want to know what's your what's your comp for RJ Barrett? I compared him, to, and I don't I don't want to sound crazy, bro. When I say this, I, I want to be respectful when I say this. But I compared RJ Barrett to Brandon Roy. People are like, oh, Brandon Roy, he got the handle. What you talking about, Brandon? You got to remember rookie sophomore year, Brandon Roy. He didn't have the handle, but you can see you can see the consistency of, of his game. And they just mirror each other to me. So I got Brandon Roy and R.J. Barrett also reminds me of Jalen That's Rose. That's what I was going to say. Indiana I was going to say Jalen Rose or Paul Pierce. Ooh, I, and I hate, I, I hate Paul Pierce. But Paul Pierce. <laughs> they kind of oh, have a bro. somewhat similar <laughs> game if you think about it. I mean, Paul Pierce wasn't like a great shooter, but he was a great finisher at the rim and he could always get to the rim. And I think that is RJ's strength right now, getting to the rim, and he's a great finisher. Um, I don't know. That's the first one that came to mind. Maybe like maybe a penny comparison could be made, but uh, I don't know. I think I like my Paul Pierce comp the most. Yeah, that's a good comp. Matter of fact, I'm, when I get home, <laughs> I'm going to look at some Paul yeah. Pierce highlights just to make sure. Just to make sure. And in December – R.J. Barrett was shooting 12% from three. January, he's shooting 35% from three. February, shooting 53% from three. Oh, R.J. Barrett is coming alive. And I told people during the season, and I want you to tell me if I'm crazy or not, I told people I'd rather have R.J. Barrett than John Morant and Zion Williamson long term. He's better defender than both. May not be as flashy. But yeah. I know he's going to last longer, and I know he's going to yeah. be able to develop the skills That's in true. order to become elite. Am I going crazy off the ledge? A little homerism? No, I don't think that's. Do I don't that? think that's too. I mean, it's he's he's going to forever be compared to those two, um, because of how solid that draft class, that top three was. Um, I mean, I think Zion is. Yeah it's tough to compare anyone to Zion because I mean, he's an all-star in his second year. He's average. I think he's averaging what, like, like 25 or. Zion is different. I think like 24. Yeah. I mean, that's 24 that man is like beast. seven. Um, yeah. He's, he's averaging 25 and seven and, and he missed like almost half of last season. I don't know. I, he's special. Um, but yeah, I do. I do think you can make the argument of him long term over Ja. Um, Ja's a little, RJ's a little more of a full package than Ja. I think on on defense, um, but he's also really special on offense too. So yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's crazy. I don't Love think it's ja. crazy of you to say that. You can definitely make that argument. So you know, you know RJ Barrett. Hopefully, I got him right now currently as a future number two option, championship option. 
which he is right now. He's a, yeah. the number two option on the Knicks right now. Do you think he has super, superstar potential? Do you think he has Jalen Brown? Can he get to where Jalen Brown is at right now? 27 points per game. Is that possible within the next two years? I really think Can so. See that? And I think, I mean, this is uh, hoping that his point guard of the future is Emmanuel quickly. But I think in the next <laughs> two seasons, if we if we got IQ and RJ uh, starting, I think the sky's the limit for him. I mean, he's only he's only twenty right now in his second season, and he's he's made all these improvements just in one off season. I'm thinking either next year or the year after uh, All Star for RJ. Um, that's that's what I think personally. I think his shooting is only going to get better, and I think. Jalen Brown is a good comp, like you were saying. He's going to just keep developing and keep keep getting better. I think either next year or the year after, we're getting an all-star out of him. Um, I think you're being <laughs> a little soft. I think you got to put some more – I think you got to put some more pressure on R.J. Barrett. I think yeah. you need to expect that next season. Because if we make the playoffs, bro – Bro, I'm not accepting less than 20 yeah, points from RJ true. in the All Star appearance. Yeah, and you I, and you shouldn't. I refuse to. If you're if you're an All Star and you're and you're you're that guy on the team, you got to show. I mean, here we are talking about the playoffs, and we're not even there yet. But he's that's 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 the kind of guy you want to be able to count on in big games for your squad. And I think I think RJ is fully capable of being that guy for the Knicks. So you know. Yeah, I love R.J. Barrett, man. I, lo- I love what the Knicks is doing. Um, I love that we had to talk about <laughs> the whole goddamn roster. You know, shout out to Alex. Oh, man. We both know he's <laughs> um, Alec, Bre- <laughs> Alec Brooks and these guys. You know, before I get you out of here, you know, I just wanted to ask you this last thing. You know, the yes. trade deadline is coming up, March 20th. And we're going to have some tough decisions to make. And that decision will be who are we going to keep on this roster? Who are we going to let go? If you're going to, if you're not going to resign Frank, yeah. I would advise the Knicks to trade him at the trade deadline. But I want the Knicks to, I want the Knicks to do trades, but I want them to trade for specific type of players. I have three players in mind, and I wanted you to say mm-hmm. three players that you had in mind. Um, yeah, I, I've got. I don't know. I've got my. That. I've got I, my. I don't know down. if I wrote that to you. Okay, 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 perfect. So, you know, these trade targets that we that we got, you know, it's just for me personally. I like the age, I like the timeline, and I like what they could bring for us. So, my three guys, mm. I got Lonzo Ball, who's currently having career yeah. highs across the board this season. People say he couldn't shoot. He really he turned it on at the end from three uh, before the All Star break. He, yes. he played real well, and mm-hmm. you know that's my first guy. My second guy, I already told yeah. you, I want Mobamba. I really want Mobamba with Mitchell mm-hmm. Robinson. He can space the floor. He can block shots. And he's young. And he's young. From New York, right from Harlem, young. <laughs> these guys young yeah. and they fit the timeline well I got one more and I was thinking about it 
and I, I know you might be like, come on, man. Why, why, why you got to say that guy? Um, but I'm gonna say he's, Vic he's Dog, one of the guys I've got down. I agree with you. But, okay, boom. But when I say Victor Oladipo, right, I'm trading for him and I'm giving them the shittiest trade yeah. package they can he's ever gone. receive. He's gone. He's gone. Because he's leaving. <laughs> yeah. He, he is gone. So if you want to take, you know, take your little Alec Burks, you know, you can take Austin Rivers back, you know. But you want to, you want to, you want to pick? Okay, we can lottery protect a future first, it, or or we could give you two seconds as cash consideration. Lord knows we've got the second round go picks. We've got so many, so many draft picks. It's crazy. It crazy, and my my reasoning for. Victor Oladipo and the other two guys, if the Knicks really want to make the playoffs, we have to yeah. make a change in the roster, mm-hmm. specifically where the wings is at. I would like another ball mover, a competent ball mover, or I would like a big that can yeah. space the floor and protect the rim. That's why I wanted Mo Bamba. Or you know, I just told you I wanted a ball mover, a guy who could play make, who could make his own shots, who could get his own shots. Lonzo Ball doesn't really fit the bill, but yeah. I know Lonzo Ball could probably get his own shot. Also, Lonzo Ball is a superb three-point shooter. I don't know how the hell he changed. <laughs> it's called work ethic, people. That, right. That's straight work ethic from him. And Victor Oladipo, even though he's shooting like shit from field goal from the field goal range, you know, he's still right. a productive guy. So let, let, let me. Let so me I've got I, I I've got Oladipo, else. like you. So the thing with Oladipo is, right? If they were to if they were to trade, like you said, we give them the the shittiest trade package they've ever seen. But I do I do think a big part of it is <laughs> if you trade for Oladipo, I would prefer them to give him a contract when they make that trade, rather than. Um, Rather than him just being a half season rental, I don't know if he's I don't know if he's worth the assets. No matter how shitty the assets are, for a half season rental and for him to just go sign with the Miami Heat, which is what it kind of sounds like he's going to do at the end of this season. Um, so that's that's my old depot take. So that's one. Uh, my second guy is Buddy Heald from the Kings. I. Ooh, buddy. yeah, I've always that's my guy, buddy. He, yeah, got the most I've always loved Buddy ever since college. Um, I've been a big Buddy Heel fan, and I mean, he's not having, I mean, he was out, he had the past two seasons before this, and this year I think he's averaging like 16. Um, so he's having a down year, but he's a great three point shooter, he's a competent ball handler. The Kings, the Kings suck. Uh, I think I, – I don't know if yeah, he's available or if he's on the market, but if he was and I was the Knicks, I would be, I would be checking on him. Um, so that's, that's two. And then my third, I don't know how you're going to feel about this. Obviously, the assets would be crazy, but we've been kind of pumping – we've been pumping this at Knicks wall for a little bit. Um, Bradley Beal, if, if, if Bradley Beal <laughs> – if Bradley Beal was available, I would give. And I know whenever I mention this, Knicks fans are always like, oh, it's going to be just like Carmelo 
we're going to give up all the assets and be and be screwed and not be able to surround him with one. But if you really think about it, when the Knicks made that Carmelo trade, they didn't have any – they didn't have all the house money that they have right now. The Knicks have so much draft capital, so much cap space. If there was ever a time to send the ranch for a player and and absolutely cash out, I think Bradley – I think Bradley was the guy. I know that's not the most popular take among Knicks fans because you gotta you gotta give to get, but if if Bradley Beal, uh, what's your Bill trade? If I were to stop you right there, what's your if Bill I were trade? to trade for Beal, you probably so you give you give the Dallas pick. Um, gotta send the Dallas pick. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, maybe send though. the Dallas pick and then two more firsts, uh, like the next two seasons, and then maybe Knox, Frank, oh. Mitch. I don't know. I mean, I obviously not. I think the only guys oh. off the table would be RJ and uh, RJ and Julius. Yeah. So I mean, like Randall? maybe a package like three firsts. Knox and OB or something like that. I don't know, but uh, again, it, it's popular trade package among Knicks fans. But dude puts up like thirty a night, and you got to give to. I've been a Bradley Beal fan. I would love to see him in the Garden, but I doubt. I doubt we see it. So, <laughs> let me, I'm, I'm gonna throw a trade at you. As far as Bradley Beal is concerned, you know, as you was talking. You know, I have a flashback of Isaiah Thomas real quick, Scott Layden, so my fault owned. You know, as far as Bradley Bill is concerned, I'm going to try to be realistic. I'm not yeah. trying to give him R.J. Barrett, right? Julius Randle, I don't believe the Knicks, Knicks fan base will allow Leon Rose to trade Randle yeah, an all-star not. for an all-star. I don't think it's allowed right now. So, I, for me, personally, I would give them, damn, this is, <laughs> this is tough what I'm about to say. You could take Mitch, yeah. you could take Obi, you could take Knox. Yeah, I think. Three young boys. And I, I was just going to say, I think I, two, like two, ahead. three players would probably be the most they'd send, if all hypothetically speaking. <laughs> Hypothetically, okay. So now we, so so now we got three guys on the table. They might yeah. ask for Emmanuel quickly, so and they might yeah. ask for RJ Barrett. So that's when things get tricky. But to offset that, you yeah. said three first round picks. So you know, oh, of course you yeah. have to give up both Dallas picks. Like of course. Okay. So now the next picks, I would give them the twenty twenty two pick. Yeah, you. Could, okay, I mean, it's got. It, if you're trading for Bradley uh, Beal, you're trying to win now, so you got to. That's got to be an unprotected pick. It, it, it's tough, bro. It's tough. Like I would love to get Bradley Beal, but I'm not really yeah. trying to break up this young team. Yeah, and you make like you make a good point. I'm a lot of people. For. A lot of times when people craft up these wild trades, no one takes chemistry into consideration. And this that is something that this team clearly has. So there's there's definitely something to be said for keeping these guys together. 
for sure. Like you see guys like Charles Oakley who's coming on these shows, and he like, oh well, yeah. you know, Pat was a was a diva. And yeah. I didn't like the way he won. He won, and you know, yeah. if, if, if Pat would have did his job, yeah, he so Rockets, was, get the fuck out of here. Almost, that was thir- almost thirty years ago. Like, come on. <laughs> Fuck out of here, Oakley, with that nonsense, man. Come on, man. Come on. But, you know, do you think we're going to make a trade? Honestly, that's the thing. There's not really an ideal candidate for the Knicks right now. Like, I don't think think they should force a trade if they don't need to make one. Um, And my gut feeling is they're not going to make a trade. Uh, But... I don't know. I saw some people, maybe, maybe wow. not for the names wow. that we mentioned, like someone of that magnitude, but I saw, I heard some people today talking about like Terrence Ross mm-hmm. um, or like a player of his caliber. Uh, I could see them maybe making a move for someone like that. Um, but in terms of like a big name player, like, like Oladipo, Buddy Heald or Bradley Beal, I don't know. I don't know if I see that happening. Um, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Taren, Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross, Mo Bamba for Alec Burks, Rivers, Kevin Knox, and yeah. I think I might give you a second. I think that's a trade that the Knicks can do. Yeah. It will actually benefit both teams, right? Knox is from Florida. You send him back home, right? <laughs> I don't give a damn about Burks. Rivers, I don't give a damn about Rivers. But you send Knox back home. We're giving you compensation, a second-round pick or whatever. You know, might have to give him some money. Might have to give him a future protected first. No problem. I understand. We got a billion first-round picks. We got seven yep. first-round picks in the next five, for the next five years. So you send him that. Now you're getting back Terrence Ross and Mo Bamba. Uh, 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 another guy, my guy Chris, he be on Twitter. Great guy. Great guy. Cool dude. Right, he there are a lot of next on the on that train. train. Yeah, neither would I. <laughs> and I wouldn't mind him either because <laughs> guess who we play with? Frank Nilakina. <laughs> so I yeah. did. I did show what if my my ever for you. But um, you as you sure those are your three targets, and is you sure that the I don't think they'll trade play. for any of the guys that I just mentioned. Um. I, I could see them trading for a, right. a player that is kind of like Alec Burks's caliber, like someone who's just like can come in and be a shooter. I think Terrence Ross kind of fits that role, maybe a, a little higher than than Burks, but that's the kind of player I see them trading for, like giving up a couple second round good. picks or something for a guy like that. But I, I just don't see them trading for a big name dude. Maybe in the off season. All right. Well, you know. Yeah, that's man, true. The off season. I, I don't even want to talk about the off season yet. We when yeah. we get there, we I'm definitely gonna have you on the pod again, and we definitely gonna talk about that because this off season yeah. is moment defining. I think it's. I think it, this off season yeah. is the most important off season yeah. of the Knicks. You're not wrong. In the past like thirty years, easily. 30 years. So, in order for us to write this ship, they have to get this offseason correct. And hopefully they don't make me nervous like they used to do. You know, 
trading first round picks, you know, Carmelo Anthony. I love you, Carmelo Anthony. But I literally, I sat in a playoff game. I watched Donovan Mitchell score 57. And I'm thinking about Frank Nilakina at each point he made. And I watched Jamal Murray score 50 points. And every point he scored, I thought about the Carmelo Anthony trade. That's true. It's tough. And that's (laughs) Knicks fans are scarred. And and understandably so. Even before Carmelo, like in the the beginning of the show when you were talking about Isaiah, like Knicks Knicks fans have every reason to be scarred. So... I don't. I don't blame the people. I don't. I don't blame the people who disagree with me on Bradley Beal, but I just. I just think. I just think that sometimes you gotta. They've Very got true. the capital. They've got some house money. As I said, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Well, my guy Pat, you know I'm gonna let you get out of here. You know, it's, it's been a minute. You know, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, the show. man. Great conversation, by the way, brother. Um, a, a, a lot of stuff that we got into. You know, I want to. I want you to let the people know where they could find you. Um, what what you got coming out next? You know, articles, pods, anything like. Let just let the people know where they could find you directly. Most of all, so they can see your work. Right. So uh, their, yeah, their thanks for having business. me on, man. Um, if you guys, you guys want more, make sure you're following Nick's Wall on Twitter and Nick's Wall on IG. Um, I run, I help, I run the Instagram and I help out on the Twitter, tweeting games here and there. Um, we've got some. It's All Star Break right now, but we've got some a ton of content coming out after the break. Um, we've got some pods dropping, exciting stuff going on at Nick's Wall. So make sure you're you're following and my personal Twitter PJC708. Um, if you guys, if you guys want some of my personal content, that's where you can find me. Um, yo, Pat, huge shout outs to you, bro. Really appreciate you coming on the show again. Um, keep working hard, bro. Keep it, keep at it. You know, it's people like you, you know, I watch your work from Nick's wall. You know, I read articles from there. I listen to y'all podcasts. And salute, man. I hey. appreciate the work that you've done so far, man. Yeah. Nick Nation. It, it, nah, anytime, bro. Anytime. Um, Nick Nation, I'm out of here. Your boy State, State of the New York Knicks podcast. Once again, episode Damn. 137 with my guy Pat from Knicks Wall. Salute to y'all. I'm out.